0: Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is your host, Jersey Joe Stanislaw, talking Um. Yeah, it's been a little while since uh, the last episode was hockey drama. Um. Today, I was actually going over something I saw, um, through Twitter by at C J T Devil, um, better known as C J. Toro. Um, he actually did a little research on goaltending, and I talk a lot with my good friend Jake Wakeley whereas he is my uh co host on this podcast. He's not on this podcast right now. Today he's working. Uh, I'm off today. So without further ado, I actually looked at uh at CJT devil. He posts in the Twitter uh sphere goes in the post John Hines era uh Mackenzie Blackwood has been the best Goalie in the NHL, and it's not really close. And he put out the stats. Um, if you put a a minimal of twenty three games, and and Mackenzie Blackwood's played thirty four uh, games played post John Hines era, um, the time on ice that Blackwood has played is over 1,552.05 minutes and seconds. Um, Blackwood posts a .939 save percentage. And Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning posts a little lower save percentage by .935. And then you have Tuka Rask at uh, a tick below him, and then you have um, you have Jake Allen at a point nine three seven, UC Soros of the Predators at a point nine two eight, Connor Hellebuck at point nine two one, Anton Hudobin at a very close point nine three eight, um, Igor Shosturkin is a point nine two nine. Jonathan Bernier with the same right there. Uh, You have Philip Grubauer at .931. But really, if you look at the sample size, um, Blackwood in the Heinz era was still able to sustain uh, a lot of uh, unexpected wins, I would like to think of them as. And he was very good under that pressure and now that he's playing under the Lindy Ruff system, it just goes to show that he has developed very well, even when his learning curve, or I like to call it his development curve, uh, was a little bit more raw when he was in the AHL in Binghamton, Albany, and he just started to become a more uh, well-rounded goaltender. So. What do I think of that? Um, He has learned a lot in his development curve. And I always like to talk to Jake about these things. And um, yes, goalies take a little longer than defensemen. Um, For the most part, it's long worth the wait. And the devils have him. Um, He's kept the devils, not only in games, but in games to win. And, I know he didn't play against the Capitals, but he needed a night off and you know, you don't want to burn out your goaltender, and that's what um former Devil's head coach John Hines used to do a lot with um Blackwood was get him tired a little bit, but he really ruined Corey Schneider's career in the sense of playing him consistently and you know, when goalies get tired they're the lower body begins to shred down. And it's kind of like if you have a car, those tires begin to weaken up and all those things. And the wear and tear is just not that good. And I would like to say he mentions um, outside of the goaltending, like I said, it's a half-formed. Not sure why Zaka, Zajac, Subban, and Severson all played penalty kill uh for for NJ last year or Kulikov and Murray ex- experienced PK uh veterans haven't been able to quell this storm but just throwing it out there maybe someone else can make more sense of it um i can make sense of that um if you remember who was on the coaching staff last year besides Tom Greer and John Hines and a and a couple other guys. One of them was Elaine Nasradeen. Um it's nothing against Nasradeen, but I think it's time to move on from Nasradean because the Devils have had adjusted a little bit better to having Mark Recchi as their power play coach. And yes, their power play is starting to come along. And yes, they got back Nico Heischer and they got back Sammy Vatinen. So yes, there's a little bit longer of a curve, a learning curve. I would have to put it that way. It's not a development curve because you have guys that are uh, ready to jump in the lineup. And so a lot of your big pieces are coming in. Um, so, CJ Turo is in hockey analytics at all about the Jersey blog and at Fernal access. Um, he's a writer for them. So he does, he does a lot of really good, uh, things on his, uh, Twitter. And I actually, I like what he does and, um, eventually going to have to get him on sometime. And I like the fact that he keeps track of these stats. Um, But back to the criticism of the penalty kill is that um, when I noticed uh, when the Devils the past few games and in the past start, um, one of the weaknesses is that Mazardine hasn't adjusted his teaching style. And I really think that it's gone a little too long at this point. I spoke with... um, the Devil State of Mind podcast uh, podcaster, uh, Neil Villapiano of the Hockey Podcast Network. And we talked about it um, through Instagram. And we believe that it is time to move on from a guy like, let's say, Nazruddin Because, you know, there are times where you just got to move on to the new uh, system. like I I like how Rekki's starting to change the power play a little bit. And they seem to be buying in a little bit better. And they're starting to progress. And they're starting to shoot the puck a little bit more. But the penalty kill is your most important thing outside of your offense and your even strength defense and your goaltending. And your penalty kill has to keep you in games and yes they've been only been losing one goal games but really uh the game versus the capitals was uh four to two but goose have scored the third goal on the uh six man advantage so really it was four to three but you could call it four to two uh if you want to be that technical but I do see um someone who is a source of mine. Um, this person is gonna be anonymous for here on out, and I'm not mentioning the name ever. Um, I spoke with this person the other night about uh a question from a friend of mine and goes, Do you think we'll ever move on from a land Nazarene, uh, from the PK? And he and I messaged the source and he said or she said, um, and I said to that anonymous source, um, do you see uh, the change of Alain Nazardine in the middle of the season? Uh, source said, yeah, I and I have to agree with the source because um, we still have that one staff member from John Hines' era still stuck on this coaching staff. And I think while every other player is starting to click, um, the penalty kill is not really clicking at all, or even a little bit. And it's dead last in the league. And you're not going to do anything when your PK is in dead last. So without further ado, I believe time will tell, and there needs to be a change sooner than later. And I know that Tom Fitzgerald has a lot of connections in the hockey uh, atmosphere, and I think he will make a move, and maybe he might promote within if um, during this pandemic you have coaches, you know, in Newark already because the Binghamton slash Newark Devils, the AHL affiliate, um, is in the Rock, and they're playing there. Um, do I believe that the Devils are on the right track to success? Yes and no. Um, there's a lot of positives that I've seen year over year um, going on. And this team is very young. They're very resilient. Um if they were to recorrect the penalty kill situation and everything begins going forward at full steam, they can easily take that fourth spot and maybe a third spot if that were to happen. Um, the Devils have a lot of fight in them. I like that a lot. And I just think they should take advantage of this situation and uh, move up within uh, their division. and. I would be very happy to see the progression of this team and they really need to uh, move forward with a new thought system. Like, they have a lot of structure in place but they need to amend that penalty kill. But if everything were to go the devil's way, they could be 17th, through out of other 32, 31 teams in this uh, shortened season where you have four playoff teams in each division. Uh, I would expect them to be on the brink at this point. I don't see the Devils being in the basement. I see them at this point moving upward. There's a lot of skill, potential. I just think once you get, move on with a new coach on the bench with Nazardine out of there, there's going to be a lot of upside and there's going to be a lot of uh, excitement going on in the team. And you have Heesher who just came in uh, as a new Devils captain. And congratulations, uh, Nico Heischer is one of the most important figures um the devil's organization has um, at this point in the new era with it being twenty 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 one season i call the twenty one season because it was played in twenty one and it still is um, when I saw Nico in his draft year playing for the Halifax mooseheads, I couldn't keep uh you know, because you know, sometimes you don't always get the feed from Halifax, but I always kept um video of him on YouTube, and I was liking the way he skated, the way he carried himself, and then um, every December on Boxing Day, Christmas Day, or the day after Christmas, for some of you people listening, uh, he was um, leading the charge for Team Switzerland, and. He had a really good game against my country, the U.S., and I couldn't help but uh, think about what this kid could bring. And little did I know, watching the Cherry Orr tournament, there'd be two Devils draftees in that game. Uh, Nikita Papagayev made a pass to Niko Heischer on a breakaway, and he scored um, five-hole on that drive. And so anyway, um the Devils um were were lucky enough to get the first overall pick. <clears throat> I believe it was 2017. Yes, I'm getting a little older each day, but um I remember Nico and Nolan and I think Kale McCarr were at uh outside Bridgestone Arena on NBCSN and I heard Nico talk, and the way he carried himself and his answers and all those other details, um, I like the way he carried himself. And it's not always just the skills and those type of things, but when it comes to the scouting of a player, it's also the mindset of a player that really makes up Uh, the future leadership in a player um, that could provide them to be a future captain. And Nico really went off on me like that in that type of interview. And I really just thought to myself, this kid's going to be a future NHL captain. And he reminds me of Patrick Elias with his demeanor. He's humble. Uh, doesn't like to talk a lot about himself or, but mostly reserved for the most part, but he does smile and he is pretty straightforward when he plays on the ice and reminds me of another athlete, uh, in Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees. And yes, Nico, he went to Yankee stadium with the devils. Um, in that, uh, summer when he was drafted and, uh, There's a longtime Devils fan in uh, Yankees GM, Brian Cashman. He gave Nico a a New York Yankee jersey, and Nico absolutely loved uh, being at Yankee Stadium there. And I actually, I like the connection there because Yogi Berra um, spent a lot of time in New Jersey when he was alive. Um, He had connections to Dr. John McMullen, Um, Cashman, also had ties to uh, the Devils and still keeps in touch with the Devils um, from what I remember in those NJ.com articles. And seeing Nico um, being part of this growing team and culture, um, he likes to lead by example. And I can't stress that enough. And I really see Nico... um, being part of that top two line um, with Jack Hughes. And, you know, the Naders, Switzerland uh, native in uh, Nico Heisher, along with U.S. Florida-born uh, Jack Hughes, are really starting to pick up the team uh, on their respective lines. And Nico brings a two-way game. He can easily be a selkie uh, trophy finalist one day. Um, I know Brad Marchand is still in the league, but really, it's good to have uh, those high-quality standards of play when you come in like that. Um, I really want to see uh, Nico just be able to guide Jack a little bit and make sure that you know he learns the two-way game a little bit more and Jack has done an amazing job. Like stats wise, I think he has had one of the best um, underlying points per game uh, for the Devils. And I really like his upside there. And once Nico starts clicking, the Devils are going to have like three, four line scoring. Um, the Bash and McLeod line. I always call that the New Jersey Steelhead line because um, Bastion and McLeod, when they were drafted, they played for the Mississauga Steelheads. Um, McLeod went uh, in the first round for for the Devils. Bastion went in the second round. And I really like the way they played. Uh, Of course, McLeod isn't a top two uh, forward, but he can click very well on the third and fourth line with Nathan Bashan, you know, they are basically the bash brothers. They could be this era's crash line for the devils. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, going forward, these guys, um, stick together as a group and they can actually perform at a higher level against other teams, bottom lines and being that energy and grit line, um, I do like Mihail Maltsev's game, but I think he needs to learn a little bit more defensively. Um Igor Sharangovich has done a lot. So a lot of these young KHL guys that have developed, um, they're getting used to being at the NHL level, and they're gonna make some misreads here and there, but they're gonna learn how to be um more productive over time and a lot more reliable. And I think Sharon Govich will be a very exciting player to watch. And I think he will replace um, Nikita Gusev eventually. Um, I think Gusev, if he can keep up his scoring and his foot speed, I think, is a little slow for this team, I would be surprised if the Devils were to shop him. So that way the Devils get a couple of assets. Um, if the Devils don't end up making the playoffs, I was told um, Miles Wood could be traded. Um, also, like P.K. Subban, I wouldn't be surprised if they expose him in the expansion draft or they would try to trade him. Um, honestly, I like um, his future successor, in Riley Walsh, because he can really skate Very manu, very well maneuverable. Um, Just very confident with the puck. Um, To me, he's a more mobile version of Brian Rafalski. And I grew up watching Brian Rafalski when I first became a Devils fan. And I really like uh, defensemen who can not only chip in offensively, but like uh, create a breakout and just sustain. The new flow of a, of the, this current era of hockey, and um, when you have a a fourth forward like that, um, it makes your attack much better. And I think the doubles can do a lot better on uh, offensive zone entries. And I was listening to Lindy Ruff talking about. Um, Nico in a pressure, And one of the things he said was after Nico came back, he's got the, the speed, he's got the energy, but um, the endurance was not there when he came back. And yes, um, he was skating in Switzerland. He did have a little injury that took a little longer, but he came back and then um, he came off the protocol list For COVID, just to make sure, you know, he wasn't in contact with anyone and he made it back. So I really like how things are going for the Devils. And I think that the Eastern Conference is starting to shape up a little bit more. And yes, the Bruins are like the top dog, but I think over time, you're going to look at the Penguins and the Penguins over time are going to begin to bottom out within a couple of years. Uh, I know Ron Hextall is their new GM along with Brian Burke for uh, hockey operations and being able to manage that side of hockey. So you're going to see a lot of physical gritty guys, guys that can, you know, not just score, but defend. Um, I think, the way that the East is shaping up is that younger teams like the Devils and you have the Carolina Hurricanes, the Rangers are all beginning to bump right up. And I really think that is going to be very interesting within the next five seasons Um, to see these players grow. And right now we have <clears throat> a set – Cap at 81.5 mil for the next couple years. Um, So there's not going to be a whole lot of, like, you know, guys asking for a lot more money. Um, You're going to see a lot of creative trades. Kind of like earlier, you had Pierre Luc Dubois uh, getting traded uh, from uh, Columbus to Winnipeg. So you're going to see stuff like that. I just think that um, with the upcoming TV deal, ESPN, ABC, uh, all these other networks, like NBC is moving their sports network to Peacock. Um, I would like to see as many uh, streaming services possible and networks um, to up the um, offer for the NHL to make more uh, revenue. So, I don't mean to bore you people. Um, There's a thing called hockey-related revenue, or HRR. And one of the things that gets too sticky in a collective bargaining agreement is escrow. And the more money that the TV deal puts in, that could effectively reduce the escrow between the players and owners because... Um, when they recently did, you know, the original escrow split, it was 50-50. And uh, they were trying to keep the escrow under 20%, 14%, uh, 7%. So it's going to uh, fluctuate. But if the new TV deal reduces it significantly, um, there should be better labor piece going into the next CBA um, I would like to see that going forward because hockey is growing, not only in North America, but it's growing abroad. Um, in the Olympics, I would like to see what happens with that. Um, I would like to uh, get someone on to talk more about that. And for those of you who are looking for me, I'm Joe Stanislaw over at the Puck Authority. I do not just the New Jersey Devils. Sometimes I do breaking news. And sometimes um, you'll see me doing um, youth prospects for the puck authority. Like last year I did um, some prospect profiles and this year I've done a few, but with so much of the uh, NHL draft for 21, it's likely going to get shifted forward to 2022 where there will be back to back drafts, which is very likely at this point. So I did put one out about Brand Clark and Luke Hughes. Um, other than that, if you have any questions, you can send me a voicemail here on anchor.fm. Uh, you can follow me at Jersey Double OG. Uh, I am on Instagram at Joe of Jersey. And thank you for listening in. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask questions on Twitter. Uh, I'm there. And uh, don't be afraid to follow the Puck Authority on, uh, on Twitter. And thank you again. Have a great day.